0: see change is inevitable so it's never too late to make a difference as an individual cuz we got to do that to become better as
1: a whole all for one and one for all to do that uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready I <laughs> uh, actually sat down and hit the, uh, the button Where'd the video go? There it is. Hit the button to start it. Well, so, uh, I was like fucking telling me just get on with it. Oh, uh, good morning, Wolfpack. How are we all doing today? Let me, uh, let me tag the people that want to be tagged. Get some people on here. Uh, I hope you all having a a wonderful day yeah I was not ready I, I planned on friggin <laughs> having this done the uh when I sat down I just decided to friggin start cause I my elbow my elbow accidentally hit the laptop there's got to be an easier way to do this on the damn computer than this damn thing is so annoying. So what I, I have to do is is uh, the people that wants me to tag them when I go live to remind them and show them that I'm going live. Um I wrote down their names, typed their names into this um little uh thing on the computer, and then I copy and paste them and then I have to go through and actually get their names tagged. So that's what takes me a minute. I plan on having this frigging done or not done, but at least started by the time. But things apparently want to go faster than they want to this morning or than I I want to do this morning. So there we go. People are now tagged, I said enter, alright, there we go, um, okay, alright, so what's up Wolfpack? How are we doing this morning? I hope you, uh, hope you have a great day, I me mean, while I'm waiting on people to get on here, Let me see. There's, there should be a damn, there should be something that I can, I can just tag people like I do on my fucking phone, but I don't see anything on the computer side of doing it, doing a live. Okay, well, fuck it, I guess we'll figure it out one of these days. I'll figure out something easier. So uh, I'm gonna put the the title title of um of this one is waiting to be ready will crush you. Uh, so I got the inspiration of a off of a meme this morning that I get my inspiration like fucking everywhere. And usually it's YouTube videos or you know, uh, there's been quite a few memes I've seen that I've been like, yeah, like freaking, you know, I want to talk about that. Well this one, this one hit this morning. Uh, I believe I might have even posted it last night, but I just happened to scroll back by it through the group, checking checking the group and stuff. but. That's where I got my, my inspiration from this one this morning. The meme itself went on to say, waiting to be ready will crush your dreams and rob the world of your creative power. Do it now, do it wrong, then do it again and do it better. So let me repeat that. Waiting to be ready will crush your dreams and rob the world of your creative power. Do it now, do it wrong, then do it again, and do it better. Basically, what that's saying is the longer you wait to, you know, uh, to pursue your dreams and to stop chasing your dreams and start fucking catching your dreams, then you're literally legit robbing the world of the gift you could be giving to everybody else that you were supposed to be giving to everybody else. But uh, the the excuses that I usually hear are, you know, that certain people use to, not even certain people, almost like everybody. I'm not excluded in this. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But the excuses I hear from people, you know, saying that, you know uh that they're just not ready yet is oh you know i' I'm, I'm uh my my kids, my spouse, my family, career, not believing in yourself yet that's a big one uh there's not enough time too young, too old, not enough experience, don't have your shit together right now, not the right time, et cetera et cetera uh, I actually I'm actually going to put a comment in here and say what excuses are you using to hold you back so I want people to answer that why did that okay all right. um So we're going to dwell a little bit deeper. I, I I actually took notes took notes this morning. That way, I you know freaking could kind of stay on topic. I don't have I I got a little bit of time, but I don't have too much time um, for the podcast listeners. I apologize that I have not been freaking turning my lives in podcasts. Uh, I haven't done it like the last week. There's some great fucking lives that we have done that I just, I have to find time to be able to get it done. Um, it's, it's been so hectic with me trying to get this nonprofit started, run the group, um, do the lives do all this different shit. Like, plus I have personal things going on. Um, and it just seems like I just, there's not enough time in the dang day. You know, I just said that as one of the excuses, uh, so, I apologize. I am going to try and get these out there. Good morning, Becky. Um, hopefully, I can work on them today. Uh, me and Ed is bullshitting with the beards. The beard of bastards. I don't know which one we're going to call it yet. Uh, tonight, I believe we're starting at 7, I think. I think 7. Um, I'm going to have to get with him to make sure. But uh, we're going to talk about discipline. We're going to talk about discipline tonight. So, but uh, I am going to try and find the dang time. If not, well, fuck. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, I got to go help a friend learn how to drive CDL or drive a dump truck. So,. Yeah, there's just, there's so much shit fucking going on right now. And I apologize for not getting these podcasts out like I should. So, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to work on it. Um, Well, I, I, I just apologize. All right? So, again, you know, this is what we're talking about, is waiting to be ready will crush your dreams and rob the world of your creative power. Do it now, do it wrong, then do it again and do it better. Uh, you're never going to be ready. There's never going to be, Mel Robbins says this, you're, you're never going to feel like it. You're never going to be ready. There's never going to be a perfect moment for you to, that is going to present yourself and you're just like, aha, you know, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Because I guarantee you that many perfect moments have happened like that and because you didn't feel like you were ready because you didn't feel like you had your shit together because your kids you know are young and um, you're focusing on them more than you are on yourself uh, or your family or the career that you have right now that you don't want to be at that you know uh, not believing in yourself you're not having enough time. All these different things are what's holding you back. They're excuses, but like Mel Robbins says, you are never You're never going to be ready. Like you have to make yourself be ready. When that opportunity presents itself, you have to fucking seize it. Carpe diem. You have to fucking seize the day. You're never going to feel like it, you know, you're never going to feel like working out. You're never going to feel like, you know, um, eating healthier. You're never going to feel like doing the things you're supposed to do, getting up out of bed on time. You're never going to fucking feel like, you know, um, writing that book, uh, or finishing that book. Um, yes, a lot of people don't know that I actually have a book out there. This is not group appropriate to talk about, but yes. I have, I am, I am, I'm like, I'm like Shrek. I'm like an ogre. (laughs) I have, uh, I'm an onion. I have many different layers about me, and I've worked on that book, or I haven't worked on that book for like a good year, year and a half. Um, I actually started writing this book, friggin', I want to say three years ago. Yeah, yeah, right around time. I'd probably say right around the time I started this group too um it was turned or it started out as like a, a coping mechanism um what's up tiffin? It started out with the, as a coping mechanism um to help me you know go through with what I was going through um it was an outlet you know I never really you know thought about having anybody read it. it just was you know it it, it was what it was like and I actually surprised myself you know you'd never be able to tell. That I sat down that don't know big words and, you know, fancy words and all these college words and all this shit. Like, I sat down and wrote part of a book. Like, not finished yet. Uh, I think it's like 70, 74 pages. But it's funny because the people that I have let read it so far have, like, been amazed. Like, they love it. Like, why in the hell are you not doing this? Like, you know... And of course, you know, like all of, you know, good books, you know, I left the first part as a cliffhanger and people are pissed at me right now because I haven't continued to, uh, uh, yeah. Becky said, you know, she's one of the ones I did let read it. Um, it still needs work. It does, you know, it still needs work. But, um, you know, she says it's, you know, it was a good read. Uh, you know, got people pissed because I've never sat down and wrote like the second part, you know, from the cliffhanger and, you know, but it's you know shit like that that like so many other things have taken time away from and i just have not felt felt like doing it um uh i was in a state of mind and a place back then when i was was writing that i'm no longer in so i don't even really know you know if i can continue to write that book but anyways um it's just one of those things that's like you know the people use it, oh well, you know, I got this going on, I got that going on, you know this and that uh, and I'm not bla you know i did I didn't believe in myself, so it's one of those things that like you're never gonna be ready, you're never gonna feel like it, like the perfect opportunity could come, and you'll miss it there's been there's been a there's been a few opportunities with that book that I could have I could have made I don't want to say like fucking millions of dollars like or you know thousands of dollars but I, I could have you know actually made you know that into like um um like a little read and people could have put, you know made donations and shit like this and you know to read it and if I would have been able to keep up with it and keep going you know uh, cuz they've got like you know a new thing out that you can download an app and You put so many chapters out and people, you know, read it and then, you know, you can buy and, you know, buy so many more chapters, all this kind of different stuff. So, we're going to go on because I said, I do not have a lot of time to waste today. I've got an appointment at 2.30. I'll have to leave the house around 1. Um, I got other shit I got to do. Fucking it's just hectic, hectic. Like, anyways though, you're never going to feel like it. You're never going to you know, feel like it. You're never going to have time. Um, it's never going to be a priority to you unless you make it a priority. You have to make yourself do it. Plain and simple. Um, me and Ed are going to touch down on this more. Uh, you all will will be probably a little shocked to hear me say this, but motivation doesn't mean shit. Motivation does not mean fucking shit. You can listen to all the moto videos you want, you can listen to all the fucking you know uh, inspirational speakers you want, look at all the fucking inspiring memes and this and that. Um, you can be pumped, you can be this, you can be that. But motivation does not mean shit if you do not have discipline. If you do not have the discipline to make yourself follow through and to keep going. Uh, that's all I'm going to touch on fucking discipline. But motivation, motivation does not mean shit unless you've got dis- the discipline to make you keep going and follow through. So there's, there's a couple little things. We're gonna we're gonna dwell in deeper, but I want to get these notes out the way that I took. But uh, there's a story. Les Brown, uh, Les Brown says, you know, the richest place in the world is the graveyard because in the graveyard, and I, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna butcher this, so I apologize. He tells it much better. Look him to fuck up. Uh, Les Brown is his name. One a very great motivational speaker, one of my favorites, but he says, the richest place in the world is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard, there are so many ideas, so many inventions, so many dreams, all these, so many great things that could have been, but never, never came to be because they died with the person that was afraid to pursue it. Or to go to to do it and shit like that like it's there's so many things that the world could have had and didn't get because people held themselves back because they were waiting for the right opportunity because they were waiting to believe in themselves because they were waiting for other people to believe in themselves because they were waiting on their kids, you know, to go off to college, and they were waiting, you know, on their spouse, you know, to believe in them, and they were waiting on you know all these different things they were waiting on and it never came to be. So it's one of the richest places in the world. I can't remember. I think it's Les Brown. I think. And I'm going to butcher this story because I I don't remember it a whole lot. But I think Les Brown said this one too. That imagine yourself laying in a hospital bed at an old age and you're dying. And then all of a sudden that you know you're you're alone in bed, you know, uh you're 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 alone in the you know bedroom, whatever. Or not bedroom. Well, yeah, wherever bedroom, wherever you know you're you're at an old age, you're you're dying, and then all of a sudden you start sh- seeing basically ghosts pop up. Like think of a uh, uh, what's that fucking the Christmas story? I think it's called Ebenezer Scrooge and all that. But except for this one's not you know about your 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 future and and, and present. Um, it's more of the past. You know, ghosts start appearing to you around your bed or wherever you are that you're, you know, you're finally, you're taking your last breaths and these ghosts, you know, look sad, disappointed. Uh, uh, they're just like, you know, looking at you just basically, you know, he goes on to say is that we came to you, you know, we are the ghosts of the dreams that are now dying with you. We came to you because you were the one to do this. You were the ones that had these dreams, you know, and you never followed through. And now because you never felt like you were ready or you never had the discipline or whatever excuse that you wanted to make, now the world is never going to be able to see the, uh, the great things that you could have gave it. So imagine these ghosts being very disappointed. Um I've said this one before, uh uh David Goggins. David fucking Goggins. I love I love that man. Fucking he is a hard charging disciplined motherfucker. Like, oh my god. Um <laughs> He's actually one of the ones like you think I cuss. He is way 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 worse. And David Pina, too. Or uh, Dave Pena. Dan Pena. Dan Pena. I apologize. Dan Pena. Um Boy, when I found those two, I was I was at a point back, you know, back then that it was like where I had people telling me, well, you know, look at the way you talk, look at the way you dress, look at how look how you act, you don't know fancy words, you cuss too much, you know, this and that. Uh, You know, nobody's ever going to go listen to you. Nobody's ever going to, you know, want to, you know, take your advice and this and that. And then I found fucking David Goggins. Holy shit. And, and then Dan Pina. Man. Man, I tell you what, like they, they put my ass to shame with how bad they cuss. Like, I found them, man, and it was just like, holy shit! If they can fucking do it, and they've got, you know, they're making uh, uh, dreams come true, and they're making fucking money, and they're fucking, you know, helping people and this and that, then I could definitely do this because I am nowhere near as bad as they are. So, David Goggins. He's got a storyline that that fits into all this, and he's basically says, you know, now this this man is a fucking true beast, and so many things he's done in his life, like so far, like holy fucking shit. But he said his his and I you know and I'm probably will butcher this, but his biggest fear is that he's going to get you know up to the gates of heaven whatever you believe in just go with the story but he's going to get into the gates of fucking heaven and he's going to be standing there and god is going to be sitting there and he's going to have a notebook like right in front of him and it's basically going to have you know his name it's going to have you know his height his weight you know these you know little you know these things that he's done And God is going to hand him this book and be like, you know, read this. And, you know, Dave Goggins is like, okay, you know, he reads this. And he's like, okay, you know, yeah, check, I did this. Yeah, this is me, you know. That's me, that's my eye color, that's my height, that's my weight, you know. That's my name. You know, these are, you know, things I've done. But as he's reading, he's reading more and more shit that he's like, I never did this like what is this you know now yeah and so he hands the book back to God and he's like you know uh, you know this um, I'm sorry but you must got something wrong because these are I I I didn't do some of these things that you have on here you know I didn't do you know these things you know uh, that's that's not me and God looks at him and and they said this is as big a fear like God's gonna look at him and when he hands this book back is be like I know it is you but this is how I had your life planned out. These are the things that you were supposed to do. This is the person you were supposed to become. This is the, all the things that if you would have made the right choices or when you would have been ready, blah, blah, you would have done these things. This is the li- This is the, the book of your life that I literally had planned out for you for the T. But you chose not to do it. You chose not to follow that path. You didn't do some of these things where you, yeah, you might have done great, but you could have been fucking legendary, but you didn't do it. And, you know, I said, I'm going to have to maybe post some of those fucking videos or something um, because the way, you know, he, all three of those stories, I said, they they tell it so much better. Not my stories to tell. uh, You know, so like, not as passionate about it, but... They're very, very good fucking stories to listen to. Um, Hold on, hold on. So, uh, let's see. So, if you're still searching for that one person that will change your life, then go look in the mirror. Bland and simple. Uh, If you're still searching for that one person that will change your life, then go look in the mirror and you'll find it. You'll find that person because that person is you. Nobody else. Nobody else is going to make you eat healthier. Nobody else is going to make you lose weight. Nobody else is going to make you fucking start catching your dream and not just chasing your dream. Nobody else is going to force you to fucking do all these things that you should be doing and know that you should be doing except for you. It's all in you. You need to do this. So, uh, one of my, one of my, I don't, I don't, I don't know the word. One, uh, uh, one of the favorite excuses that people like to give, because I asked earlier, what excuse are you using to hold you back? One of the most favorite things I've ever heard people say is, is their kids. Well, you know, and, and this is usually like, you know, when I'm talking to them, why are you not following your dreams? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Like, you know, you know that you're saying, sitting here saying, this is your dream. You want to, you have passion, you have love for this. You're doing this, you're doing that, and you're legit. Not doing it because you say, "Oh well," because I want to wait till the kids get a little bit older. Because I want to, I want to um, uh, 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 focus more on the kids, and I want to um, do this and I want to do that, and blah blah. Uh, and it's it's crazy to me to hear people say this shit because it's like people honestly believe that when you have kids that your life is supposed to just. Stop. Like my hair is all kinds of fucked up today. I ain't got no product in it, nothing. Uh but you're just supposed, I guess, stop chasing your dreams and following, you know, the path you want to be on and do all this different shit? Like, how does that even work? Like, so okay, so for instance, I went and got my CDLs. I've had my CDLs for like three, four years. I had one job. I made a promise to myself when I got out of the Marines. I did four years, eleven months, seventeen days, so almost five years. When I and I, during those whole almost five years, I maybe got to see my kids twice a year. They still lived up here in Ohio, but twice a year. Normally, it was maybe for a few short days, you know, um, maybe a fucking week. Sometimes there wasn't, I didn't even get to see him at all that year. You know, sometimes, you know, it was like once a fucking year. Like, shit sucked. So, when I got out of the Marines, I made a promise to myself that I would never, ever pursue money again to the point to where it kept me from being part of my kids' life like that, and so that was um, what what is this twenty twenty one? I got out at the end of two thousand eleven, like November two thousand eleven, I believe. Um, so so ten years ago, what about like three three years ago? I went and got my CDLs. My bio dad and my father, slash my stepfather, but he's taken care of me since he was two. So I don't mean no offense to him by it, but you know, explaining both of them. Um, they were both truck drivers, you know, and I'm not holding this against either one of them because the men busted their asses to you know give me a good life as a child. Like, not holding it against them at all. But I remember as a kid that because they were truck drivers they were always out on the road they are always you know fucking out working you know they're always out on the road over the road this and that and i remember as a kid it fucking sucked hated that you know they weren't around for you know quite a few things and that you know they weren't around all the time and 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 this and that like which I understand. I understand, you know, I never held it against them, you know, this and that. Don't have fucking daddy issues because, you know, my daddies were never around. Like, no. Like, I understand they were out there busting their ass. But I I didn't want to do that. Like, why I went and got my CDLs, like, I, I legit figured, like, okay, I will find me a fucking job that I can drive, you know, locally and still be able to do that. And still be able to be around my kids. Um... I did. I, I I did. I did actually end up finding a job. Worked a whole summer, and uh, made pretty good, decent money. And I started chasing money. Started chasing money because, like, if they would call with another run, uh, and it, it it could be you know five, six o'clock at night, and I'm I'm literally on the way uh, back to back to my house to be done for the day. They could call me and be like, "Hey, um, we, we got another run that just popped up. Do you want it?" Yep, Boom. You know, how, how how many loads is it? How many, you know, fucking, uh, 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 how much time is it going to take me? You know, how much am I going to make? And I, I, yeah. So I'd turn right back around and fucking go, go back and go make, you know, go, go make more money. I thought at the time I was doing, you know, service to my kids because it was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be able to, you know, buy them this and have, you know, for birthday and I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to be able to do that. We're going to go on this trip and this and that. Next thing I knew the fucking summer was almost damn and damn near fucking gone. And I hadn't been able to do shit with my kids. Like we only got to do like a few, few things. And so, like, after that, you know, plus, you know, my back couldn't handle it, getting up in and out the truck like I had to, because it wasn't just a semi, it was actually a water water delivery um for like pools, cisterns, you know, stuff like that. So, I drove a tanker, a uh, small tanker, but you know not not a huge one. Um, so it just took a lot of my time, and it was like, "Fuck that after that, no, nope, I'm good i've had I've had other job offers, you know this and that. Could you know uh, uh, be making good money and I'm like no like my time with my kids are more important but but I'm coming to what's up Scott how you doing bud I'm so proud of your son buddy I'm so proud of your son freaking Scott our brother from a, 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 a pack member brother from from cross the big pond his son's going in the military. Uh, I'm so so pr- proud of proud of him for you, but like, that that is awesome. I, I've seen I've seen you post some stuff on Facebook. So I hope he uh I hope he stays safe. I hope he freaking you know uh, doesn't have to go through anything bad. I hope he freaking I I, I don't know if he's t- you know uh, uh gonna make it into a career or not, but. Man, that's 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 friggin' awesome. I I do pay attention. I do pay attention to people on Facebook. Like it's so cool to even say that I know Scott from, you know, like I don't know him personally, but I know him from like somebody across the world. Like it's it's badass. Uh, and that even found us. Like, but anyways, you know, I've had to look long and hard. So. All this different stuff ties ties in with each other, right? All the shit that I'm talking. Like, today, I'm I'm really not trying... To, you're welcome, Scott. Uh, I'm really not trying to, like... I'm trying to stay on the topic. I'm trying to stay, you know, in this. Been I, on here for 33 minutes. I feel like I got the fucking meat and potatoes out and everything I wanted to say, but um, now I'm going to dive into maybe, like, little, little stories and I can squirrel and, you know, don't feel like I can... Uh, uh, I have to be like so fucking on this, right? so point of me telling you like the the fucking whole semi thing kids don't value money, that's not what the fuck they they want. kids want time, kids want your attention, kids want you to be around that's that's the memories and shit that when they get older, that's what the fuck they remember, you know. I, you know, will say, like, you know, my parents fucking bought me the best, you know, fucking, uh, uh, the best clothes they could afford, um, the Xboxes, the friggin' video game consoles, this and that. Like, I remember all that. But, like, one of my favorite memories with my, um, father, stepfather, he... One of my favorite memories is that um he tried to teach me when I was like I don't know six, seven, eight years old. Friggin' I vaguely remember this, but he tried to teach me Um how to push mow the grass or how or how to mow the grass with a push mower, right? And, um I didn't understand at the time. Like he showed me, you know, I was doing it and this and that. Well I didn't understand at the time. Like I was a very emotional and and like, like kid, I was definitely a crier like <laughs> there's so many things like I was when I was a kid, but he you know taught me this, and um, yeah he walked away, I think the weed eat or whatever, and I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn, so I'm trying to push Mo well the damn thing keeps dying. I didn't know at the time it's was because the, it was being bogged down and the grass was fucking, you know, uh, uh, bogging it down and making it shut off and this and that. After, like, the third or fourth time of fucking, you know, doing this, um, I got pissed, I got frustrated, I got mad, I got upset, started fucking crying, went inside, mad. And I remember my mom, like, getting on to my dad, like, what the hell did you do? Why, why is he crying? And he was like nothing. I don't even know. And it was like you know I was trying to say like it wasn't his fault like you know the damn push mower, you know, basically was was what was what pissed me off. But I remember my dad having enough patience with me back then to to try to teach me to do that. Like I was you know when he, you know when he was around and uh, you know stuff like that. Like it, I, I loved that. Like that's one of my favorite memories. I it, it might not mean anything, but it, it it does to me. Like my dad was religious, trying to teach me something, and and I, you know, I was a little bit of a cry baby. It got mad and frustrated because I didn't understand, and he didn't yell at me. He did nothing. Like you know, he had patience and everything. So he he's always been a great man. Like I I, I love that man to death. Like he he was a dad when he didn't even have to be. Like. He stepped in when I was two years old, and never fucking looked back. I'm 36 now, so 34 years old, or so for 34 years, that man has always treated me like I was his blood son, like never, like he he always treated me. So I'm very very thankful for that. But you know that's one of my favorite memories that I have. Like you know, there's more, there's more, but that one always seems to you know. Make me laugh and smile just because I remember what kind of kid I was. With. And then, then my youngest son Nikolai—he's—he's he, he's that same way. Like he—he's a very sensitive, sweet little soul, and you wouldn't be able to tell that now that I got older. Like it—it it definitely, freaking. Uh, uh, my mom says all the time, you know. I don't know what happened to you. I didn't raise you to be this way. So, I'm t- I told you that to. to In order to chase your dreams and, and for you to be ready. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat what I said in the beginning. Um, I may have to sneeze here in a second. Watermelon. I don't know if that really works, but I've read it. If you say watermelon before you're about to sneeze, then it will stop you from sneezing. I think it was watermelon. Let's hope it's watermelon because I still feel it. Uh, waiting to be ready will crush your dreams and rob the world of your creative power. Do it now, do it wrong, then do it again and then do it better. So basically you know you know just because you think you're not ready doesn't mean shit. like you may think you're not ready, but you're obviously ready like you you may not think you know you're waiting for that perfect opportunity, the perfect time, the perfect you know uh, uh, the perfect feeling. It don't fucking exist. It does not exist. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, so let me tell you this little bit right here. Uh I, I don't I don't want to throw out this person's name because I don't know how they will feel about it. But let me tell you this little story, right? So think everybody by chance now knows that I want to become a speaker. I I'm been doing this long enough. I'm comfortable. Um, I want to become a speaker. That is like my my dream. My you know be um, beyond the fucking farm, beyond you know um, this nonprofit. I want to become a speaker and out there doing uh, uh, doing what I'm doing this for like big ass crowds. Whatever. Like I don't even give it like fucking five ten people. Fine with me. I just want to help people, and I, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to become a speaker, right? So, so an opportunity had presented itself. Maybe not for this, but the person was put in a situation, and that person's um, something happened. So I'm trying not to give too much, too much detail, but something had happened with another worker, and then uh, that person had to help take care of that, and well, this particular person I'm talking about actually got to um, um, the VP of the company, talked to this person about it. And was like, um, yeah, you know, mental health is, you know, because the, the other person, you know, ended up having an anxiety attack, basically, uh, or a panic attack, one or the other. And the VP was like, you know, yeah, mental health is, you know, um, um, uh, uh, you know, is, is, is a big thing, you know, um, you know, blah, blah, because this per- this person that I know started talking, you know, to the VP, or the VP actually started talking to her. I don't remember the whole fucking story. But... In the end, I talked to this person and I'm like, I was like, okay, you know, that was an opportunity. Like, you could have actually said, hey, I know a guy. I know, you know, um, and not only a guy, but, you know, me too. Uh, I know a guy that could come in here and for the company set up some kind of mental awareness thing for y'all. Or, you know, some kind of little, you know, course and talk, you know, and this and that. Could have been, you know, fucking something that was set up. Well, you know, this person basically said, well, you know, I don't feel like it was the right time. I felt like, you know, that, you know, once we get everything set up and once we, you know, get the nonprofit going and blah, 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 you know, maybe, you know, we need to give a little bit of time. And I was like, no, no, they're like, you, you definitely missed an opportunity there. You should have come out and said it right then and there because that was fresh, that was there. It was, you know, the opportunity. Maybe this person didn't have, you know, like she's like this person said, and like they didn't have the confidence in the moment to be able to say it or to bring it up. They just felt like it wasn't the right time, you know, to do it. But that was the perfect time because it was fresh in somebody's mind. You they were talking about or talking to one of the big people in the company. And, uh, what's up, DJ? So, and I, and I wasn't, I wasn't mad, upset, nothing. It was just like, Hey, this, this, I need you to start, you know, looking at this more as a bigger picture. Like this, this could have been an easy way in for us to start something with companies and, and, and get our foot in the door. But, you know, because you missed this opportunity, that opportunity may not show its head again. And person was basically like yeah you're right you know i'll go some i'll 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 go back and say something again like on monday monday's never come not that i'm picking on this person not that you know i'm getting on to this person maybe it wasn't supposed to happen this and that but you don't know if you didn't take the opportunity those moments like that come up so often for people that you just you don't realize it, and because you feel like you're not ready, because you feel like you're not at that point yet, because you feel like you don't have the experience yet, or you're letting yourself hold you back because your kids, you know, aren't old enough and this and that, you miss those little opportunities. And it's funny because if you think about it, they keep coming back around. Not maybe the same situation, not maybe with the same person. You know, blah blah blah. It's the same thing I do with with uh uh with people I've found to be part of this group. The whole, but almost, I'm not. I can't say everybody because people, you know, invites you know this and that. But I I give the advice to everybody to do this because this is what I do too. Is that you know. If you see somebody posting different shit on Facebook, and you know what the hell it is, that you know it's you know those signs of depression or those signs of you know uh, and having um, these mental illnesses, you know anxiety, PTSD, panic attacks, uh, uh, all this different stuff, to reach out and tell them about this group. You know, send them a message or send them an invite. You know, you probably want to send them a message explaining a little bit, like, hey, you know, this is what this is, this and that. But that's how I find a lot of people. When I invite people to this group, I pay attention to what the fuck they're, you know, doing, and I'll keep coming across it, and then I'll just get this feeling like I need to invite this person to the group. Whether they take it, whether they, you know, friggin', you know, um, accept the invite, whether they're actually in, whether you know uh, they participate, that's all on them. But I did my job. I, you know, I reached out to that person that I felt like actually, you know, that needed help. And there's been, you know, quite a few times where like I've reached out to somebody I don't even really talk to, you know, that I don't even really know on a personal basis. I just somehow have them on my Facebook, maybe a mutual friend because I'm, they've seen me comment or say something, you know, on somebody else's shit and they think I'm hilarious, whatever it is. And I've reached out that very same way and been like, you know, hey, this is what I do. This is, you know, the, this group, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into a whole conversation where the next thing I know, this person is basically pouring their fucking heart out to me because shit's just so bad. And it's like, you know, I've gotten used to that. I, you know, I keep doing that. But, and I'm not bragging, I'm not boasting, but you, I know... I've probably saved on I was for you know more lives than I could count with this group by doing that right there. Of seeing an opportunity of being like, okay, this person is posting this, this person is posting that, and just reaching out to them, just giving them the idea, just giving them the you know, the letting them know that, hey, you're not alone. Um I still have people in my life that don't even really know that this group exists. Like one because you know they don't need to know it. Two, because I don't want the naysayers. Three, it's none of their business, and I don't feel like they need to be part of this group because they don't have these issues. But I all I look at it is You know, when I do get like, you know, and nervous, and I and I've been doing it here lately. Like, I don't know why. I don't know, you know, what's going on in my brain that you know that I'm getting more and more nervous about messaging females of this group or you know outside of the group and saying you know extending that hand and saying hey you know uh... would you like somebody to talk to you know and i always try to say like you know in that message like i'm not i'm not trying to holler at you i'm not trying to you know play you know fuck boy games uh... I, you know whatever this is like these are not my intentions but you know like hey i've seen you post this i've seen you say that you know i just i want this is you know I, I go through this shit too, and this is, you know, what this group is about. You know, blah blah. And I've got more and more nervous for some reason about you know, because I don't want I don't want there being problems on their end. I don't want them taking it, you know, a certain way, blah blah. But, but, I'm starting to try and talk myself out of it. I'm trying to start, you know, fix that self that you know whether they if they, how they how they want to see what my and think my intentions are. When I send them a message or offer, you know, uh, 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 a hand out, that's all then. I know what my intentions are. I know what I'm trying to do. And if they see it some other way or maybe if, you know, their boyfriend don't fucking or, or girlfriend, I don't know. I don't like, you know, other guys messing them and they're like, oh, you know, well, that, that dude's just trying to get in your pants. It's not. It's really not that. have been doing this for three years. Uh but I, I'm 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 starting to come to terms with it like I just need to get the fuck over that because how many times have I have I done that so far and it's really truly helped somebody? And if I keep letting that fear hold me back, then it's gonna fuck, you know, it's it's gonna fuck shit up because it's like, well, maybe if I don't reach out to this person, they may they may end up hurting themselves. I don't know. Can't put all that weight on my damn shoulders. You know. Uh it's, you know, not like I do this all the time. But when I get a certain feeling, excuse me. When I get a certain feeling, I definitely try and do it. Uh. <sighs> let's go on to the kids. The kids, I told you, is one of my favorite freaking excuses that I uh, that people seem to hear. So people are so wrapped up in their kids, like, oh, well, I'll do it when they're older, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll focus more on me and my career and what I, you know, my dreams and all this when, when when the kids are older. It's always boggled my fucking mind. It always saddens me too. Like it, it, it saddens me because one of the things that my bio dad had had told me that stuck with me as a fucking kid was. Was basically like this, and I'm not, I'm so listen up like, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, this is not the subject, but it, it, it still fits. That me and him was having a conversation one time, and he was basically like, you know, I, I can't remember if I was upset, like, oh, you know, you know. You always take, you know, my stepmom's side or, you know, you always believe her over me or, you know, or, you know, whatever. I I can't, I can't remember what the hell it was. It wasn't a bad conversation. I I remember that. Like we were, we were legit just talking and he was like, look, let me explain something to you. He said, yes. Me and her do get into arguments about you know about you. I let you do things that you know she'd have never let her kids do because I, you know, try to be, you know, a little bit of a not a controlling parent and I try to let you, you know live your life a little bit. But he was like, let me explain something to you. You're gonna grow up and you're gonna realize that when you find your person and that the person you want to be with, with you know, with your wife or whatever, is that sometimes arguments just don't don't need to be fought. But the thing you're going to realize the most and this may take many many years he said you know this might may take many many years but you got to understand that that your spouse that you're with and if you choose to be you know with each other for the rest of your life that that is the person that's going to be with you for everything and when you're eighty years old sitting on the porch in a rocking chair holding her hand or his hand that's that person that's going to be there because let me tell you let me tell you something son <laughs> that's how we put it. let me let, let me let me explain this to you son your friends that you think your friends are are right now are going to come and go they're going to have lives so your friends your family and even your own kids. Your friends are going to come and go like a dime a dozen. They've got their own lives to live, they've got their own you know, spouses to make happy, they've got their own kids to take care of. So you're, you're going to get limited time with them regardless of how close you think you are, you're going to get limited time with them. Your family, your parents, parents are going to grow old. They're growing older every day that you're you're out here living your life and they're eventually going to die. Sad thing, but they're eventually going to die. Your kids, your kids are going to grow up, going to hit 18, they're going to go adventure out into their own little world and going to start a little family of their own and they're not going to have as much time as they, they did when they were younger to be able to spend with you and do shit with you and this and that. He said that leaves one person. One person in this world that is truly going to have your back and be by your side for your whole life. And it's your spouse. That has has hit me like so many different fucking ways. Because I look at that now and it's like, yes. So the reason I brought that up, I love my kids to death. I really do. I love my kids to death. But but one thing I will not do and I refuse to do is not is to not do things or pursue things or you know chase my dreams or whatever or put my life on fucking hold because of my kids because one day and and this like this always like it, it boggles my mind that people don't understand this because they're everybody's so like, oh well, you know, um, you know, I'm gonna focus on my kids and this and that, you know, and it's just all about my kids, and I'm gonna put my kids first, and you know, even above my own happiness and and, and all this different shit. But what you never fucking think about is that what happens when your kids turn eighteen and go start their own life? Where does that leave you? If you lived your whole adult life, eighteen fucking years of it, for your kids, putting your your own kids' happiness before yourself, and I know people people fucking disagree when I say this. You know, they 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 don't like when I oh like oh you should put your kids first for ev- for um for everything. Bull fucking shit, bullshit. I bull fucking shit. I piss you off, d- disagree with me. I don't care. It's. A lot of what the fuck is wrong with society nowadays, that there is so many people out there and look at it that 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 way that your kids should come before everything. And some things, yes. You know, I'm not saying to be a bad parent, I'm not saying to take care of your kids, I'm not saying to spend time with your kids, I'm not saying, you know, I, you know, be a fucking parent. Be a good parent. Enjoy the little moments and memories and this and that. But but You shouldn't put your life on fucking hold just because you had kids. Just because it wasn't their choice to, you know, to freaking come out here or or come into the world that you brought them into this world. I agree with that. It wasn't their choice, but you shouldn't have to put your life on fucking hold. Because what happens... What happens when you've put your happiness, when you put your career, when you put your dreams, when you put, you know, um all this different shit about you on fucking hold for 18 years and then your kid goes and goes goes out into the world and goes to have its own life. And then you're just stuck. You're like, "Okay, what the fuck do I do now?" But you're telling me so so when people tell me this, I, I I get I get so frustrated with them because it's like, so what you're basically telling me is, you're teaching your kid the exact same habit that you just said. Do you want your kid, to, you know, to follow their dreams? Do you want your kid to be successful? Do you want your kid, you know, to be happy in life? You know this and that. Well, yes, yeah, of course. I I want my kid to have everything. I want my kid to do you know to be able to do anything and everything they want. So then why are you teaching them different? Why are you not stepping up to the plate and leading by example and showing them that this is how life is supposed to work? Why are you not showing them that their happiness comes first above all else and above all others? Why are you showing them that your dreams, your health, your career, your passion, all these different things, why are you teaching your kids that you have to put all this on the back burner for somebody else? Oh, oh, well, 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 you know, because I love my kids and yeah, I, I never fucking said a damn thing about you not loving your kids, never said that, but this is exactly what you're teaching your kids. When you do all of this, when you put all this on the fucking back burner, when you put your own happiness on the back burner because your kids come first, that's exactly what you're teaching your kids, exactly. You know, it's a very, very, very fucking frustrating thing to hear this because then you wonder why your kids aren't out there pursuing their dreams. And you wonder why your kids aren't out there believing in themselves. And you wonder why you know your kids are doing this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but you unintentionally taught them that this is what life is. You know, I feel, I feel so bad and guilty that my mom had me at a young age And I don't remember exactly what age. I want to say like 17, 18 years old, maybe 18. I don't know. She had me at at a young age. And I was actually in her college graduation or maybe it was her high school. But I think, yeah, maybe it was her high school graduation pictures Um, or maybe it was college. I didn't know for a very, very long time that my mom actually has a college degree. And I I business or something or like I I don't I don't remember. But it's like my mom basically put her shit on hold because after because then she had me. She didn't I don't think this is the whole reason, but she didn't pursue and didn't, you know, actually go do something because she wanted to make sure she was the best mom possible, this and that. You know how fucking sad that is? You know how guilty I fucking feel that like, like what the fuck? Why, why, why did you put that shit on hold for me? Like, it fucking sucks. And, and I, I, I don't think a lot of kids realize that nowadays that, 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 you know, that a lot of parents do that shit. And then for what? Legit for what? I turned 18, went and moved out on my fucking own, then went into the Marine Corps, was living my own life. So for what? I'm not saying to abandon your kids fucking, you know, I'm not saying do nothing for your kids. Like don't get it twisted. You can do both. You can still spend your time. I, and this is something. So this is gonna come back full circle. This is gonna come back full circle. So understand this. I could have started this nonprofit two, three months ago, three months ago now, when Jen approached me and was like, hey, I want you to do this. You're the person. You're the man. I believe in you. I want you to do this. I could have started this fucking three months ago and been farther along. At the time, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't feel like I was ready. I, I kept, I, I tried to give fucking Jen... Friggin' every damn excuse in the book of saying, I am not the one. I am not built for this. I am not ready for this. I do not want this. You know, you need to go find somebody else because I am not that. I am not the one you're looking for because this is how I am. You need to go find somebody else. She sat there fucking, I know, I remember like a four hour conversation and kept telling me, you're wrong. Everything you're doing, everything I see, everything you know, friggin, you're the one here working, you're the one putting your boots on the ground, you're the one fucking who cares, you're the one this, you're the one that, blah blah blah. She had an argument for every fucking thing I come up with. for two months, for two months, because I made the decision a month ago, almost a month ago, I think, uh, for two months, I had people fucking you know, and then I eventually invited her and Toby into the group. And then it just confirmed more, I don't know why, I can't even remember why I invited them to the group. Um, It confirmed more to them that I was the one that they wanted to fucking, to run this whole thing. Not knowingly, that's not knowingly what I was doing. Like, I just was like, hey, you know, I'm part of this. Would you like to be part of this? Maybe you can help, you know, people, you know, that's what I told Jen, like, maybe you can help people better than me. Like, you know, she's a fucking train. she's a hard charger. And all it did was confirm them more. The entire time that they sit here and watch my lives and you know freaking participate in the group and this and that, that like, I've literally had them tell me, and not just them, not just them, but so many other people in this group and just how do you not see this in yourself? You're already doing it, you're already helping people, you're already passionate about this, You're doing exactly what the fuck we're asking you to do, what the fuck is your problem? I had people believing in me. I had people seeing shit in me that I didn't even know that they were seeing. I had people believing, you know, fucking seeing shit in me that I didn't fucking even see in myself. The problem was is I didn't believe in myself. I didn't freaking, you know, sit here and be like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I could do this. I So stop waiting for other peoples to believe in you. Other peoples. Other people to believe in you. You need to believe in your fucking self. Now, this is why I said this is going to come back full circle with exactly what I was just talking about a minute ago with the kids and other things. Uh, When you start so for three years, three years, I held that secret. Like I, I can't remember exactly when I started coming out and finally, finally saying that, like, hey, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be an inspirational speaker. I want to be out there, and I want to fucking help people, and I want to talk like all these guys that fucking out here, you know, talk, and, you know, I want to build a business, and, you know, I want to get out there and just fucking, you know, speak to the damn world. Can't remember exactly when I started saying that. Maybe like, maybe like six months ago, maybe a year, year, year ago, blah, um, blah, blah. So, but for two years, for two years, I kept a secret. For two years, I didn't believe in myself too. For two years, like, I believed, like, I don't even have my own shit together. That's another fucking excuse that people like to use. Well, I don't have my shit together, so, you know, how can I get out here and do this? How can I get out there and you know do that? And, you know, um, you know, people ain't going to want to believe in me or this and that. That's exactly how the fuck this group started. Literally. And that's exactly like why I try to keep my life and my, you know, shit that I'm going through. That's why I try to be so transparent. Because I'm trying to show y'all look Even though I'm out here talking, even though I'm out here, you know, doing these lives, even though I'm out here running this group, even though I'm out here fixing myself, even though, you know, I'm out here fucking, you know, learning about anxiety and depression. I try to be transparent because like I'm not perfect. I make mistakes too. You know, fucking believe and trust me, there's been a few times I was like, I don't want to tell this story because I am like legit afraid that people's gonna look at me and be like, how in the fuck does this guy always on here, you know, talking about all this different shit, but yet. He's not following through because yeah he's not doing it. You know, he's not, you know, he's not practicing what he preaches and which a lot of people don't understand. I am, but I have my problems too. I have my anxiety. I have my mental illnesses. I have my shit too. But look at me still out here doing it while I'm getting my shit together. Look at me out here fucking still doing this. It didn't dawn on me until like fucking two months ago or fucking, you know, really a month ago or, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, about a month ago. It didn't dawn on me until I had so many people sitting here saying this was that, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, um, you, you do realize that you have already been doing this, right? Like, you do realize you are. You know, a motivational, inspirational fucking speaker or whatever, you do realize you're out there helping save lives and helping people and, and getting them fucking better and all this. Like, somewhere along the line, it finally fucking dawned on me hey, 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 you know, and I know somebody's gonna say something, but I was like, hey, dumbass, how do you not fucking see this? Like, you have been doing this all along and it's exactly what you've wanted. Why can't you take it a step further? Why can't you go a step further? And I don't know, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it, like I said, it it's been dawning on me, you know. Friggin' the longer I've been doing this, the longer I've been thinking about it. Like, um, holy fucking shit. But stop using the excuse like, well, I don't even have my own shit together, you know. Friggin' so, h- how can I speak on a subject to you know be able to fucking talk? You know, I I tell you what, like me and me and Tiffan have so many fucking talks, you know, with therapy Thursday and all this shit. That it's like. We don't even realize like, oh shit, you know, that that's a problem. Like, they didn't even realize that was a problem. Or oh shit, you know, that's how you fix this fucking problem, you know, blah blah blah. And so there's so there's there's so much of like stop fucking waiting for the perfect time, the perfect opportunity, whatever. And you're, you're never going to be ready. The uh, Mel Robbins. You're never, the, the perfect opportunity is never going to be there. You're never going to feel like it. You're never going to be ready because you already are. You have to make yourself do this shit. You have to make yourself get out there and chase your dreams. But uh, Donald, Donald, you know, that's what he just said, you know, chase those dreams. Well, I've been saying here lately I've been chasing those motherfucking dreams for three years. Three years. Been chasing those dreams. I'm tired of chasing. Tired of chasing. Now I'm catching. Now it's time to start fucking catching dreams instead of fucking chasing them. I'm done fucking chasing. Tired of running. I'm tired, boss. (laughs) I am tired. (laughs) I'm going to start fucking catching. Do what the fuck I got to do get the fuck out there and this ties into this whole thing it's all about how how, how bad do you really want it you got to you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe you got to you got to find your why and this is from Eric Thomas by the way and this is for me I'm sure, you know, somebody fucking talks on this that I've heard. But you got to be willing to make sacrifices. Not fucking, not, you know, like a a sacrifice to some kind of God or something like that. (laughs) Like, nothing like that. You got to be willing to sacrifice some shit in your life. Whether that's sacrificing time with certain people. Yes, including your kids. Not saying, you know, fucking sacrifice all your time. But sacrificing, you know, friggin' sleep. Sacrificing um money. You know, uh the list can go on and on. Um sacrificing relationships Sacrificing, you know, uh other things, sacrificing going out with fucking friends, going out and partying or fucking, you know, doing this shit, like you can't sit here and say you don't have time either. That's one of the other excuses we talked about earlier. You say you don't have fucking time, but you got time to go and fuck around and find you know shiny new dicks, shiny new pussies. Fucking, you got time to fucking you know scroll around on Facebook all the time. You got time to go out there and party and dance and fucking go to the bars and shit with your friends. You got time. You know, you got all the time in the world to do all this fucking fun shit, but you don't have time to chase your and pursue your dreams. I don't get it. I'm not saying to abandon your kids. I'm not saying to fucking sacrifice your kids or to drop them off at the firehouse station because uh, <laughs> they they have to take them with no you know without any you know uh, uh uh with no questions asked. I'm not saying none of that. You know, I've been trying to explain to a few people now here recently that you know uh there's some sacrifices 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 that I have to make. In order to start catching these dreams, Um, when this becomes available, when this becomes available, I'm probably going to be moving. With time, I, I am probably going to be moving from the farmhouse that I'm in now and more than likely moving to Kenton where the nonprofit is going to be started. Um, and I've had a few people like, "Oh, well, what about your kids?" And you know, this and that, which is, which is like real funny to me because it's not been my baby mom's. It legit, those were not the first words that come out of my baby mom's mouth. The first words that came out of both my baby mom's mouth that I've that I've told them about this, that you know, hey, look. This is there's this opportunity, and you know, given the opportunity, I, I'm gonna be moving. Canton is right now an hour from where or from where I live. And day straight come out, okay. If that if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And I was and I told them. I went on to tell them, like, this is not gonna sacrifice or this is not going to um uh, uh, keep me from you know getting the kids. I'm not going to ask you to meet me halfway. This is you know something that I have to you know sacrifice of where if I'm going to move that far away, then I need to come and make sure you know I get my kids uh, on the same amount of time that I always do during during the this is the school year. The moms have them during the week. I get them every single weekend, every weekend, and most holidays. Every weekend, that's how that's how we've always done it. I don't, I. you know, I get them every weekend. Not every other weekend, you know. There is some weekends, but rarely, rarely, am I like, hey, I got some stuff going on, or hey, like, I'd like to go do this, do you all mind keeping them this weekend? Baby moms are like, yeah, like, you rarely fucking ask, you know, for us to keep the kids. Like, no big deal. During the summer, it changes. I actually get them during the week. They get them on the weekends. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. You know, I am not going to let me moving a fucking hour away because I drive an hour now just to get to Kenton to go do this, you know, to do this different shit. It makes it no difference. But I got to think of, like, okay, look, I, if I'm going to be, you know, starting this in Kenton, then it's smarter for me to move that way so I don't have to drive an hour each way. So two hours a fucking day, every single day to waste my time, waste my gas, waste my energy, you know, this and that shit to go and do this to where, you know what, I could just move that way and then come and get my kids an hour and, and drive, you know, those two hours twice a week. You know, twi- one, one when you want to get there and get to pick kids on Friday and to come back, there's two hours and, and on Sunday, drop back off. So like nothing is changing in that area. Nothing at all. And that wasn't even the first words my baby mom said. Like they legit was like, okay, great. You know, and they even said like after I, you know, got done and, you know, explained like this is not going to, you know, uh, impede me getting the kids or change anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're like, yeah, we know, we, we know what type of father you are. We know how you are. Uh no, I knew what you meant, Becky Becky. You're fine. Um We know what type of father you are and everything. Like we know you're gonna still get the kids. We know that's the most important thing for you, you know. You're, you're fine. Plain and simple. Like not one of them fucking, you know, turned around and said, like, oh well what about the kids? You know, this and that. That shit has come from fucking outside sources. Like my own baby moms weren't even worried about that. So I don't know why other people are. Uh So, you know, like with that, that's you know, I may, you know, have to sacrifice this farm that I'm at right now and go either find, you know, I got somebody in the process of looking for me either a farm up there or I may have to go up there and live in and li- live in a town um or uh, uh live, you know, in another place. That's not out in the country or my dream form or whatever like that for a while until I get this up and fucking running. Because I know this is going to take a lot of my time. It's going to take a lot of my effort. It's going to take a lot of my fucking energy. And I, I don't really know if I'm going to have that much time to be able to do, you know, friggin' because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is not going to stop. This is not going to be like, oh, you know, friggin' um, uh, uh like th- th- this is, this is just a stepping stone with this nonprofit. Like, bigger things are coming. And I'm not, you know, like, I'm not like, you know, people's got it kind of confused right now to where they're like, oh, you know, well, you need to slow down a little bit and let it come, you know, when it comes, and, you know, baby steps and this and that. And it's like, like, look, y'all, like, I ain't doing nothing but just trying to keep up. Like, this is all happening way too fucking fast. And all I'm trying to do is just fucking keep up. Because there's been things that align, things that are connected to freaking you know, all this kind of shit that it's just like, Bam, it's here. One of the things, one of the things, and I'm not saying this is, that, you know, this actually came after this decision came after. Uh, everything was going, you know, with my last previous relationship. But one of the things that, like, I got, uh, I've been thinking about here lately is, um. I had talked to my ex, my recent ex, about moving up that way. And she said, absolutely not. She was not willing to do it. Uh, this did not have anything to do with our relationship. I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. It just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll, you know, I'll make do. You know, she was like, that is not an option. I, you know, I can't do that. Okay, all right. Well, you know, now that we're no longer together, now it's an option for me. Um, you know, and like, I kind of, I kind of got to watch myself because there might be, have to be some sacrifices I have to make with, you know, with relationships, you know, not only, you know, friends, family, you know, but maybe potential friggin' relationships, this and that, because my ass is about to move an hour away. I don't know. It, it could be, it could be six months from now. It could be a year from now. It could be fucking two years from now. I don't know. You know? When they find when when I have this person that's looking for me when they find you know something that I can afford and you know get up there and something I like or it may be just like I gotta move up there and find me a little apartment or something or find me just a little house you know uh hopefully not in friggin town because I don't want to be in town um i I do still enjoy the country but maybe it's not as big as Grant's farm you know that i that I have right now which is not a huge farm it's only three acres but I'm willing to make those sacrifices. And y'all got to be too. Like, y'all got to understand, like, you know, there's sacrifices got to be made. Because of the the bigger picture and the longer run, that making this one little sacrifice right here to where I love this farm. You know, the house is, you know, is good. I'm okay with the house, but I love this farm. Love this property. Love that it's so close to town. You know, that it has, you know, five acres of woods um, in the back. That my kids can go play. You know, I, I love this place. But I'm going to have to sacrifice it. Because I can't see, it's not, um, um, whatchamacallit, it's not friggin' smart to, especially the way the gas prices are right now. You know, for me to drive uh, back and forth three or four times a week to go and get this whole thing started. Uh, so, but it's time to do me like, you know, Becky, you know, Becky said it, you know, in, um, in the comments, you need to do you heck, heck with them. You taught me that Chris. Yes, I know. I know. I know. You know, freaking, uh, ask one things like, you know, even though I don't want to leave this farm, I love this farm. I may have to, you know, freaking a- give it up. You know, and it might be, you know, hell. I, t- they might find me a fucking way better farm up there that, you know, freaking that I dream. I may have to put the farm dream, you know, the farm dream on hold for a little while. To chase this this dream. Because I tell you now, like, I, I I love farming. I love working with the animals. I love, you know, doing that. It keeps me busy during the summer. You know, I love the challenge of it all and this and that. But I love this more. Like, this is where my passion is. This is what takes up my mind and my time and my energy and, and helping people and doing all this. This is where my real shit is. I can I can always have a little you know hobby farm and do this and that, but we'll see. We'll see. But it takes sacrifices. whether it's friendships, relationships, you know, um, family, uh you know, even you know even some. Because I, you know, I explained to the baby moms, like, look, this may turn into an opportunity one day and one time, you know, point in time to where I may have to travel a little bit. Uh, And if I've got to travel, then, you know, are you okay with, you know, with me getting the kids when I, when I can, you know, I'm not talking about being gone for months at a fucking time, but instead of, you know, me coming, you know, I, I make, I may have to skip a weekend or I may have to, you know, instead of getting them on the weekend, I may have to get them, you know. 2 or 3 days out of the week. Like, are you good with that? Like And they were like, "Yeah, we know you'll make it work. We we know this." So you got to be willing to make sacrifices. Plain and simple. You know, and some some sacrifices made today won't have to be made down the road. If you make some sacrifices today, it'll help you get to your bigger picture and bigger dream down the road and you won't you won't have to no longer make those sacrifices because I like I mean good example I have no clue I really don't have no clue what the fuck could really come out of this um, this whole nonprofit thing but i I am telling you I'm going to use it as a stepping stone for me to get my bigger dream of becoming a speaker and not that, you know, when I become a speaker, I'm going to push this to the side. No, it's going to, it's going to, you know, basically, uh, uh, intertwine with each other. But, but in order for me to get there, I got to make some sacrifices, you know? So, and I, and I know like, okay, well, when I get to that point, and just, and just like the same thing with the nonprofit, I'll make my own schedule. I'll make, you know, you know, my time available for when I want it to be you know to be done if I don't want to fucking go into the office until friggin' 10, eleven, 12 o'clock then guess what I can make that available right there you know I can make sure you know okay you know I get my kids this weekend you know fucking uh, uh make sure you know on Fridays I am off at this time and done boom go get my kids you know and if that you know if it involves traveling. Then guess what? Then you know. Okay, well you know, um, I can do that. You know, I don't. I don't know. One week a fuck a month. You know, or do it during the week when my kids are 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 uh, 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 at school and with their moms and stuff. So y'all, you you, you got to figure out the sacrifices you're willing to make. Some sacrifices are harder to make than others, but you got to be willing to make some sacrifices. And some important sacrifices. <clears throat> With that, I've already been on here for an hour and a fucking half. I'm getting off here now. I got shit to do. I need to get ready for my appointment. <clears throat> I already missed this once. And they put put it back fucking a month later. So I'm not going to miss this one again. Uh, I'm going to try and hurry up and put this on the podcast. And then hopefully... When I get back today, I can actually work, you know, freaking on, on the podcast some more, put the other ones on there. So if you're listening to podcasts, you know, I'm, I, I've got more episodes to put out there, but I'm going to put this one out there first and then just the other ones will, we'll, uh, will come. Uh, cause those need to be broken down. Those were like fucking like three, four hour fucking lives that we did as a group and everything like that. Those, I don't expect nobody to sit down for three or four hours straight to fucking do that. So those are going to be broken down. Um, I'm going to get off here but with this closing statement, I'm going to say it again. Waiting to be ready will crush your dreams and rob the world of your creative power. Do it now. Do it wrong. Then do it again and do it better. Learn from your mistakes. Y'all have a great day. Uh, what is today? Thursday? Yep. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. And always remember two things you guys, stronger than what you think not alone. Peace.
0: Push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down, but I'm gonna get back up. Ha! What did you do? What did you do? This is what I did. This is what I did. Yeah, I follow through with the plans, washing my hands, I'm through with chasing these bands Found hope, put down dope, becoming a man, picking up the number two and letting go of the grams I, I, never thought that I could make it this far, to eating caviar from stealing stereos from your car You be a fool not to change and try and better yourself, better quit while you ahead, don't get ahead of yourself And then truth, you'll find peace and find me, blowing on pine trees, trying to fill up a dime piece No more popping my nine piece Stopping the grind streets Don't take life for granted Cause boy you know your time's least. And life is what you make it Better take the music that you dance to and face it So next time a hater says you can't make it Let that be your motivation To show them that you was destined for greatest And while we gotta learn the hard way Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to And I'ma do whatever it takes To keep the devil on my back To get to where I'm going to to become better as a whole All for one And one for all And why we gotta learn the hard way Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to And I'ma do whatever it takes To keep the devil on my back To get to where I'm going to Never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down, but I'ma get back up Never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down, but I'ma get back up